Hello, it's Kate from Zen Stitching and I'm back for another of our Making Zen Chats with our artists who are participating in the retreat that is being held from the 15th to the 19th of May. So coming up in just a little over a week from now. So today we're going to be chatting with Susie Banksbaum and I'm going to send her a, a quick invitation to see if she is ready to chat. Where is everybody signing in from today? And Susie says she's here. Okay, let's see. I will. Um, hmm, let's see. Susie, I, if you look at the bottom of your screen, you should see a little invite to join button, which I think pops up. And you can click on that to either join in or you can request to join the conversation as well. So whilst we're waiting for Susie to, to join in, um, and we've got someone saying, can't hear me. Hmm, is that coming through any better? Give me a, a, a thumbs up or some, let me know if you can hear me. Leave a message in the chat. I guess I have to keep talking because otherwise you're not going to hear me. <laughs> Susie is saying, let me get my phone. I'll be right back. So yes, we, um, Instagram chat is one of those things where you, you need to have your phone to, um, join in live. It doesn't, doesn't quite work with a, a computer and people are saying, yes, you can hear me. Thank you very much. Gratitude Quilter and KS Deruta. Thank you for letting me know that you can hear me and I'm getting lots of thumbs up from Penny, uh, Penny Rocket and Joan Hinchcliffe and a whole lot of other people. So that's great. So whilst we're waiting for Susie to join us, um, well, here she is now. So I'm going to let her join in and, and she can tell us what she's up to and, and what she's going to be part of for the Making Zen Retreat. Here I am. I'm sorry about Penny that. Shoes. I was trying to use my <laughs> laptop but, or my desktop, which obviously I can't do. Yeah, no, it's um, Instagram's funny like that. It uh, some of it works on a laptop or a desktop, and others of it is only native yeah. to the um, to the mobile phone still. So, yeah, easy, easy to do. But lovely, oh, you good. Just, How are you today? Let me just settle my phone. I'm sorry, I don't have. I was just so thinking I could do it on my. Um... So now I'm going to use my teacup <laughs> and move back a little bit so you can see me. Okay, can you see me? Okay. Yes, absolutely. I've got a, a wonderful view of your, um, you've got yeah, an interesting print, I think it is, on the, on the wall. And... Um, in 2021, I did 100 days, for the 100 day project, I did 100 days of using three colors in a circle, paint mixing, just learning about color, getting familiar with color and how, how it, um, you know, how they live together. I have a great apron that I made out of one of them. Um, wow. I think it's this one because I would photograph them. Right. And, and, you know, once you photograph something like that up close and sort of blow it up, it became, um, just a really great pattern. Some of them sort of have an anemone pattern to the way, you know, that sort of stripe. Um, 
and others, others of them are mm -hmm. less intentional. But so is, no. it, is it a print, no. Susie? So you, you've created a print or it's just literally mixed paint yeah. on, on a piece of paper? Beautiful. Ah, wow. Because from, from here, it almost looks like there are lines intersecting and drawing and going through each of the circles yeah. of colour. It's, yeah. it's quite fascinating. Yeah. Can I, can, you pop, can I get my apron and show you? Please. Yes, that would be lovely. <laughs> so whilst we're waiting for Susie, where, would, where is everybody tuning in from today? And um, is the weather great? And do you have any questions for Susie? Um, now's a really great opportunity to pop them in the chat or um, share something interesting about what you're looking forward to learning as part of the Making Zen online retreat. Would I approach the camera? I'm not sure what you mean Martina I'd have to get you to clarify what that means you would like me to move closer to the camera so anyway I uh, was whilst you were out getting your apron I was just um, chatting to everyone so here so, it is or maybe um, I'll just hold it close actually this is this is a good topic we can return to the embroidery part but see how I photographed one of the circles and then I put it in the kaleidoscope app on my phone Way to treat photographs mm. and so it made like a whole printable unit basically a rectangle so this whole apron is just one of my 100 day circles printed up in beautiful fabric wow. i'm so happy with it it's a sweet it's a sweet thing to teach about daily practice and and wear it in a way absolutely Absolutely. It, and is that a fabric that you printed it, or yeah, would you send the design off to be? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's made yeah, a stunning yeah, repeat really, pattern. I, I'm thinking I want to do yeah. it again. I just, uh, I, I get, I sort of fall in love with different ones, different circles, different color patterns color with, um, <laughs> as they go. <laughs> But I wanted to show you, because this is the other, you know, one of the other things that I wind up um, forlorn about a lot of times when I do, you know, a stitch a day, or I do a hundred days of a stitch, or I just embroider while on a particular Zoom call or something. I ended up, I end up with these really sweet pieces of embroidery that I don't know what to do with. And I have taken to putting them on my teaching aprons because, well, first they're just another evidence of, you know, of a daily practice, but um, it's really fun to wear my own embroideries. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so easy to yeah. do something and then put it aside. So it's lovely if you can have it in a space where, yeah, it's, um, it's constantly visible you're enjoying it you're appreciating it and other people can admire it too so it's it's a good teaching resource but it's also very practical and all those different things oh okay so whilst you're out grabbing your um your apron to show us the details martina is asking is it possible that we could get see a close-up of your is it possible no, to take not. it down or is it specially attached like to the wall and you have to tell me Oh my goodness! Um, Even more amazing. I don't know if there's—is there enough light? I can take it down easily. Actually, let's do 
I can I can see this the screen's just not large enough so I'm probably going to have to go back and have a, a look a better look everybody got to see a good close-up no, of my forehead no there as I was looking closely <laughs> unless you get oh Martina says thanks and so do I wow look at that now I understand. I thought they were blocks of colour, so I couldn't understand yeah. why I was seeing um, the lines in them. But they're almost like, um, it yeah. makes me think of when you go to have your eyes tested to see That's the colour exactly lines. That's exactly what they kind are. Of... They're, they're... Yeah. And I've only... They are gorgeous. I mean, I restricted myself this. to three colours because, of course, when you mix, but you know, you have a lot of colour. But it just, you know, it's easy to sort mm -hmm. of... Um, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and I really to give myself the task oh, of yeah. learning better how color works and how colors live together. Um, there's one right here in the middle. Let's see if I can see that. Um, do you see that very bright pink one in the center? Yes, and it's yeah. got like a green yeah. or a gray around. I mean, the, yeah. that just yeah. the value of that pink is so different from all the others, and yet it just enchants me. And the blue, I think actually that is the see the blue purple one in the center. I think that photographed mm -hmm. my apron. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, that is just such a beautiful project or way of interpreting the one hundred day project because it's um. It's yeah. manageable in size. It's, it's well, not too overwhelming. Thing, you know, I, I guess I've done the 100 day project a number of times now. And it, you know, I think, and I, and I, I have a little community on Kajabi for people who want to have some sort of non social media community around it. And, you know, I think that, mm. especially when you're experimenting with something that you don't feel skillful with. it's very vulnerable and 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 you know i i think instagram is great but there are a lot of people i think who feel like oh it's not shareable you know this isn't shareable i don't want this or even people with an established practice who are like this is not my field i don't want this to be seen as part of my body of work i just want this to be so you know, so I try to, I, I, I've been experimenting with ways to hold community around the 100 day project and to give people a sense of just, I have a friend, a woman in Portland who, she will be the first to say, that she, she likes to say she's not an artist. And yet she has done the 100 day project through two or three years now of some pretty remarkable and difficult family things. And she and her, she has a family of kids. Her kids are like in college and high school years. Everyone in her family has sort of moved themselves around a little bit to get Barbara to, you know, it's her 15 minutes. And she has, this year she decided She's new to Zentangle. She'd never taken a Zentangle class, but she has a book. And so she's been doing it very modestly. And it is for her, like I look at it and think, oh, she could do more. I know her and 
I know that what she's doing is the most she could possibly do in her life setting. And she's doing it. And that's the piece, you yeah. know, it's the doing it that I'm sure you see that in your work. You know? I think everybody does. I think um, uh, just the ability to etch out 15 minutes of creative space a day, which is me space as well. Yeah. That's um, marvelous. And I'm sure he feels so much better for just making that time to to explore and create and well, sit still. I've been writing about it this week just things. for my newsletter tomorrow. And, and there is something really remarkable when you commit to those 15 minutes. You're not committing to painting the Mona Lisa in 15 minutes. You're committing to a mindful passage of time, doing a small activity with your hands, perhaps, or maybe you're riding your bicycle or whatever it is. Um, but you're, it's, it's that return that trains your attention and trains your inner life to, to the moment that you return again. And, you know, it's like, almost like the delight of, walking into a fragrant field of, you know, like, oh, every time you get there, you're like, oh, I'm here again. You know what I mean? But unless you let yourself return, you mm. won't have that. And that, I feel like that returns the thing that really builds the muscles that allows our, our practices to expand and for us to experience skillfulness. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying, Susie, is really resonating oh. with the audience. I'm seeing so many hearts and 100% and big smiley faces. So, um, and it's so true. And I think um, the words that you use to phrase that, letting ourselves, because quite often, um, you know, creativity gets put to the bottom of the list or we're too busy or something urgent has to happen or dinner is, needs to be cooked, all those kind of things. So it's really allowing ourselves to find 15 minutes. It's, it's a drop in the ocean as far as time, really. But it can mean so much to us to, to do and create and let ourselves yeah. be present for well, 15 minutes. You so right before I got on this call, I, I need to make a salad for the evening activity that I'm going to do for the full moon. It's something I do every full moon. And um, rather than sort of have this little nagging message in my head of, oh, you need to get the cucumber out, I set the cucumber out on the counter before I came to the call. And I have learned, I have learned for myself that I do better if I prepare so for those 15 minutes, like every, when I finish my 100 day project, this year I'm carving stamps. When I finish it in the morning, I put everything away. I go about my day, do my other work, you know, live my life. But then in the night, before I go to bed, I set out one of my carving tools. And it's just an indication. Mm. You know, it's a physical gesture. It's an indication that... I'm going to return to this in the morning. It's, I've, you know, it's not like I'm baking a cake or something. I'm not doing some complicated preparation, but there's something I'm learning more and more that after years, like a lifetime of feeling overwhelmed and um, always behind, and there's no way to move 
there's no i never feel i have felt for a long part of my life there's just not enough time to do the stuff that i want to do i'm always doing things for other people and the kids and all of that and and the act of preparing the space for myself for the next 15 minute segment in which i sit down it's almost like there's a little like a you know how people would put um a name tag or a place card at your place at a table, you know, at a, at a party or dinner party or something. It's like, oh, look, there's my, there's my place. I know where to go now, you know? <laughs> so it's, I find that helpful for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think through that physical gesture of placing mm -hmm. down, it's an intention. It also goes from, because this is something that I've found recently, I've changed the wording in, instead of I must mm -hmm. do something, I will do something. It's the same intent, but changing the descriptive word yep. or the, the verb, maybe. Um, it, yeah, thank you. Um, it changes the way I feel from it being uh, like, I don't know even how to describe it, but from a feeling of having to doing it to wanting to doing it. And it just yeah. changes the way you feel about things. Too. Yeah, I think the language mm. we use for our practices is really potent because even even when, you know, I mean, we all have heard talk, you know, about negative self-talk and all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, that saying you have to do something, I have to do something. For me, it has a tone of um, somewhat negative obligation, like, you know, this again, you know, I have to. Yeah. And, and certainly when I when I do step into the moment of whatever it is I'm doing whether I'm sewing a book or embroidering or painting or writing whatever um, I really do, do have the sensation that I get to do it like oh I get to do this yes yeah. on um, you know yes. my I was just in the garden before I came on the call and the um, here in the Berkshires, spring is really booming, and I'm yeah. I can hear the birds even. I, you it's know, I'm thinking a lot yeah. about eco dyeing and paper, and I just get so excited. And it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's a real gift to be able to um, engage with the natural world and engage with sort of the hours of my day with this potential for a creative exchange you know the daffodils that mm. i simmer for dye or the you know the plants that are just inching up out of the ground you know the what the, what that plant and i will do in august i don't quite know but i'm looking forward to it you know it's like <laughs> It's like the anticipation, isn't it, of, of not knowing all the magic right. yeah. of, of what could be. Yeah, and I like mm. not knowing. I don't. I like having some big unknowns. You know, I like, think I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially when it comes to creativity, I think that's where the fun really is, rather than kind of preempting everything that happens. Excuse me, Kiko is just joining in the conversation. <laughs> Um, 
is there is that little bit of magic where you create something and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. So you're you're letting the materials right. speak and you're letting the process kind of dictate what the outcome will be rather than kind of well, managing it every step of like the way. That, it's no longer an exploration. It's it's a, you know it's a, it's you know you're delivering something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a. Yeah. You know, it's a hard, I mean, I mean, you must know this in your business, but it, it, you know, when, when you have for me as a, as a teaching artist, I'm, and as a writer, you know, I'm always thinking about building my audience and my newsletters. I want my newsletters to be helpful and supportive and expressive. And in order to get a newsletter done, it requires me to, to actually sit down and draft it one day, revise it the next day, think about it, ponder it, revise it again, put it up on MailChimp. And, and those are steps that just require, you know, they, I feel like they are, I recognize that that pre preparation for being out in the world is a valid part of the creative process. It's not that sort of juicy, generative, unknown, let's see what happens part later. Mm. Then there was the revising part where I was refining my ideas or being influenced by something I heard or felt or saw. Or, and, and, and then allowing something to come to completion, just like you do when you're stitching or pressing something or, you know, finishing off the backside of something. You know, it's, that's as much a part of the process. Mm -hmm. It's not the glamorous part of the process, you know, but it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a really lovely way of looking at it because yes, it it's still creation, isn't it? You're creating just with words and with thoughts, as opposed to something with our fingers and you know, mm -hmm. an art sense with the the stitching yeah. or the painting or printmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes me that's... think though about you know when we consider that all stages of the process are part of the creative expression and if we endeavor to bring mindfulness to each of those stages how does that make completion different for you you know um i have a really beloved student friend of mine who comes to my camp and and she has a hard time finishing her books she never finishes them and I really would, I want to just explore that with her. Like for me, finishing is like, I want to finish something because I, I don't easily begin something new until I, it's just a habit of mine, you know, I, I like, um, mm. but I want to explore that with people of how much do you need to dial back or moderate what you're doing so that you can actually complete something and go through through that whole arc of creative expression from the very fertile, seedy, composty, generative part to mm -hmm. what refining to the the final expression. You know, what, how much do I, and, and I mean, I think these dots are a really good, good model for that. Like, I would be overwhelmed to do a color exploration that was much larger than that. You know, that's like a one and a half inch diameter circle. Uh, that was that was a that was a perimeter yeah. just big enough for me to feel invited in and in 
interested and stimulated, but not overwhelmed. And I could finish them. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's true. So I guess maybe in some senses you knew your parameters. You knew that if you made that circle, say, a couple of inches, what, three or four or five, it suddenly turns mm -hmm. it into a very different project and you may not have revisited it on a daily basis like you could yeah. for a much smaller more manageable size which is large enough for a color exploration but yeah. small enough to be completed yeah. mm. and it's one one of our audience was wondering if um how they were created so she was wondering if they were stitched this, or if they water were color. painted but I just love the idea of translating it into stitch. And there's, a, there's another oh, avenue you oh, could explore. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> wow. Well, I do. Oh, I brought my story cloth. Just to... Oh, great. Wonderful. So um, for everyone who's joining in, Susie's going to be showing how to do this on Monday the 15th of May. Yeah. The, no, sorry. The story, the story clock, clock is something different. The story clock. We are doing mm -hmm. in the in the bonus um, the bonus thing. We're doing these these um, uh, the river. Yeah. It's a stone yeah. meditation, really. But what I what I was thinking about was yeah. I wanted to look at this and think about doing those colorful circles on here. I could do that. Do that. Mm hmm. The one problem though with thread is that there's no, I mean, I'm relying on the pre-made, the pre-dyed thread. But if it's a, a cloth that's to be appreciated as opposed to worn, it doesn't need to be functional. So you can oh, paint yeah. your thread. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah. With, with yes. acrylic or yes. watercolor? Really? Either other. So I, I dye thread. I dye thread all the time, but I've never painted. Oh. Yeah. So this is the beauty of where making Zen really comes into its own because um, I was chatting with Liz Kettle a day or two ago and she's going to be demonstrating about painting cloth because quite often fabric that you get either from a shop or a thrift store or whatever isn't always in the colours that you want. So she starts, she demonstrates how to paint and dye your fabric using acrylic paints. And I thought, well, if you can do that with your yeah. fabric, why can't you do that with thread as well? So there you go. It's a meeting of the minds, your dots. Liz is painting of threads and fabric. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I brought my little book for my um, blessing book too. Um, oh, fabulous. Like, please yeah, share that because that's just uh, stunning. It's this beautiful old piece. I just want to make sure you're seeing it well. It's old piece of um mm. like lace that i dyed and that i eco dyed and and a piece and a napkin uh, folded it up so it mm. has a pocket on the inside and the pages um i write about this in the in the in the pdf but during covid i started going through some of my old collage journals because you know, as diligent as I was to save them and preserve them, I didn't, I just don't return to them. You know, I, I don't really look at them. Um, 
So I decided I cut one apart and I just ended up using, um, this is actually um, Flora Boley's journal from her painting um, experience, but I, I just cut them up and it, it's been so nice to have these collages that I once really enjoyed making. I put a couple of these pages in my book and I'm really happy about that. And I really encourage people when I make books with people to use found papers because I think if we're enchanted with color and text and texture, we, we tend to be people who save things. And if you don't put them to use, they mm -hmm. just sort of gather dust and, you know, they're sort of stuck and, you, and, you know, throw things away, you know, just never return to them. And it's been really fun to take apart that collage journal and some of it I could very happily just release and others pages and bits I've repurposed. So that's one of the things for the book. That's really lovely. And also thinking about how you're repurposing a collage, sometimes something is beautiful in its entirety but because there's lots of things going on, you don't get a chance to appreciate some of the smaller moments within a, a big collage, for example. So when you are cutting them up, it then gives the chance for each of those smaller moments to have more of a, oh, absolutely. a moment or a yeah. focus. Well, it's funny you say that because it reminds mm -hmm. me somewhere along the line, I took a class with someone who we did do like a big collage spread and then we cut it up. And, and, and used segments of it to make compositions then to carry the, another step or two forward. Mm -hmm. And I just think the hand and the eye and the spirit are so powerful. And like, if we, when we take the thinking planning mind out and we let that sort of wild interchange happen with materials and, and the moment, you just don't know how what will come forward is and that speaks to your mm -hmm. idea earlier about you know pulling back from planning something so so strongly because this journal this journal entry mm -hmm. or this collage thing i made in october 2015 and i there's a little um found word poem here or statement and there's a date answer in the background and the found word thing says at this workshop sanctuary is open <laughs> and i like totally forgot about that it's just right there but cutting this page out and letting that be the opening of my book I'm like well that is a blessing sanctuary is open I, you know this book is a sanctuary you know book is a sanctuary yeah like you say it's um you're connecting to the other forces yep. that help with the creative process that are beyond beyond mm -hmm. the planning and the or logical the, mind. The materials or mm. you know whatever it is yeah 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 it really is and um i really love how you make um daily creativity a very strong part mm -hmm. of your practice and i believe that that's what you're contributing to oh. the all access pass as well is yeah well everything both, yeah the all access pass piece is is a is a guided 
exploration of three forms of, of investigating stones. And we have the invitation to paint them. We have the invitation to write about them. We have the, we, there's a meditation that I made in a stream. I was sitting on a log in a stream in the woods. Um, so you hear water because, because if we're talking, if we're talking about creative practice, we always have to include resistance and, um, and stones supply resistance to water. That's what makes ripples, you know. There would be no mm -hmm. ripples if there wasn't, you know, the, the body of a stone or a log or a duck's body. And so there, for me, it's a way of sort of appreciating or relating differently rather than a negative, oh, I'm having a challenge. I can recognize, ah, a stone in the body of water creates resistance, there's pressure, and there's intense, there's an intensification of attention. And so I like to play with those elements in, um, oh, my son is here. Hey, Ben. <laughs> um, I really, um, I like to play with those elements and take them into different forms of expression. I hope I'm being clear. Um, you are. Yes. And what I really love about it is, in other words, you're rephrasing or reframing how you look at resistance. So rather than seeing it as a negative thing, you're understanding it, embracing it and seeing it through a new lens so that it's actually part yeah. of the process and so you embrace people it. People say to me, mm -hmm. you know, in a writing workshop or or a book, whatever, whatever it is we're doing in a classroom setting, they'll say, I'm stuck. I can't for, I'm, 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 I'm absolute, I have, I'm blocked. And rather, and I think that we think of something like that, there's resistance, or I don't want to think, I don't want to think about that memory, or I don't want to write about it. There's some kind of emotional resistance. And when we treat that with this sort of um, arm, length locked arms I'm not gonna you know you you just create more resistance you know? but when there's a certain mm. surrender to it and a willingness to investigate all kinds of things come forward you know and so in the yeah. in the um, all access pass offering the meditation on three on three ways of looking at a stone I feel like it's um, you know, there's sort of a geologic interest. There is a painterly interest of texture and color. There's um, the natural world and water and the plants that live in water, the sound, and then the opportunity to embroider them, which I just love. I love making French notes. I could just do that all <laughs> It's it's pretty. It is a very enjoyable pastime, but I but I have to say that with a caveat because knowing how to do a French knot, if you don't know how, is really frustrating. So once you get that figured out and how you wrap it around the needle and and then yes, you kind of like yeah. it's it's yeah. such a beautiful yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Oh, Susie, I would love to speak with you all day. I've really enjoyed our time. Um, 
but I am mindful of your time and it's a Friday evening and you have cucumbers and parties it's to attend to. <laughs> it's my women's group that meets on the full moon. So we, yeah. Is it really full moon today? Wow, I've kind of been so yeah, totally been focused. So hard. Yeah, it's the full So make sure you, wherever you are, to look out the main. Yeah. 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 Is it tonight? The full moon? Eclipse. Well, the yeah, lunar okay. eclipse happened earlier today, 11.15 Eastern. But oh, okay. yeah, oh, I feel the same. I so enjoy our conversations. I mean, me too. I would really love to chat today. We so we'll, we'll have to reschedule <laughs> another one. I oh, me too. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, everybody, for participating and sharing your loves, the hearts, the waves, and all that kind of stuff. I look forward to yep. seeing you on Monday, the 15th of May, uh, to follow along with Susie's wonderful workshop. And, yes, you're just, Yay. yeah, have thank a wonderful you. And time. Thanks, everyone, for your attention. I hope we see you on the 15th. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Much love. <laughs>